Just so uh, unbelievable there. Well, thank you for coming out tonight. I'm, I'm like Jennifer. I've got to have all my papers before me, okay? All of my papers. So, uh, Dave, I was going to make you a copy of this, but I don't have one, so we'll... Oh, I, I, didn't, go get one. I didn't know you were going to... Okay. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Let me, let me So I told Dave I wanted him by my warm side tonight because I want him for comments and so forth. So he's getting ready to speak on Sunday again. Yay! Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Lord, I just thank you for this word that you have given both of us. And I thank you that we are the source of blessing because we get our source from you. We get all of everything that we have. We have all of the good and none of the bad, because you are a good God. You bless us with so many things that we've just, we, we can't even number them all, but we, we're going to try to in this, in this world today. And uh, we just commit ourselves to you to be the blessers, be those that bless others regardless of whatever stage of life that they're in. In Jesus' name. And I say amen for myself with that too. All right, so I'll be referring to this a lot. Uh, Sue LaDuke, wave your hand. She put us on to this book, The Power of Blessing. So my title tonight was The Power of Blessing Others. And um, we'll, we'll take you through um, a few uh, little areas of roller coaster ride because, you know, when you're blessing everybody, it's easy and then it's not so easy, right? You have some oh my's and oh me's and Lord, what am I going to do? And y'all have heard me talk about our neighbor. <laughs> Seems to be one everywhere we move. <laughs> we have an assignment in life. <laughs> Anybody have any assignments in life? Am I the only one in the building? <laughs> I know we all have assignments in life. Uh, and they're with people. Uh, there used to be a book, and uh, let's see, what's her name? Oh, goodness. I loved her. I loved her books. I'll say it in a minute. And she talks about how to deal with difficult people. But what she, she would always start with this scripture in her books, whatever proceeds out of our mouth should be blessing. No, it's... Um, <coughs> she went all up. Huh? Mm-mm. It just flew right out of my head. Anyway, it'll come back. Look, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an older. Okay, it'll come back in a minute. I'm just going to go around. <laughs> so let's get started with this. But I want you to know, Dave wants you to know, that there is power in blessing others. So yes. uh, Sue put this into our hands about, what, six weeks ago, two months ago, something like that. I keep reading it, and I keep rereading it. It will mess you up in a good way. Because you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt <laughs> that God wants you to bless and he doesn't want you to curse. Now, in, in the first portion of the book, he's, he begins to talk about how uh, we curse people with our words. Uh, some people just kind of cuss you out, you know. My daddy was a terrible cusser, and we had to live under that awful environment. How many were raised in a home like that or... But, you know, you could have a husband, wife, relatives, co-workers, 
I started working in dental hygiene after Dave and I got married, and and then uh, of all uh, situations, and thought I had a good dentist that I was working for. And good morning, Dr. Bassage. Oh, all of y'all just go straight to hell. It was horrible. It was an awful environment. I'm like, what am I doing? We were newly married. We were newly in the ministry. We were doing the youth in New Orleans, and uh, I didn't I didn't know how to handle that. I had come, you know, from a very uh, abusive. Um, verbally emotional abusive home and I just knew that God was not going to do that to me you know but God put me in a position I stayed there for three years and I did bless this man and finally you know I didn't know how to deal with it I'm trying to get along I'm trying to let my temper flare and all that so it was about six months into that and Dave would say you're going to have the word sometime you're going to have no I'm not no I'm not I can't I can't face him he's so mean <clears throat> And all of us work so hard all day. And uh, so one of those times, I was not in a good mood that morning. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do my work, and he just better not get in my way. Of course, it was his office, you know, so how's that going to work? So then he starts all of his business, say, telling all the girls up front as well as me, you know, y'all just all go to hell. You can, eh, he's laughing all that. So I just spun around in front of all of them. If you don't stop saying that word, and of course everybody turned immediately. And I'm like, I'm not going to pray for you anymore. That's all I could think because I knew if I let my mouth start flying, you know. And uh, then it got really, really silent. He goes, oh, I want you to pray for me. I do. I do. I'll do better. And then he slammed the door at his office and he was actually better for a little while. Now, there's a long story with uh, Dr. Bassett about blessing, and I'll, I'll move on quickly, but Cindy Wright, you know, um, Hal and Cindy Wright, I got Cindy the job. She stayed for years with him for some reason. Little, little bitty Cindy. I mean, Cindy was, she was hardly a size one, if that. But she would just stand there and tell him, this is the way it is with your finances, and this is what you're going to do. And then you go, okay. <laughs> she just took command of his personality and so forth and got along with him. But um, I left because we were going into a lot of other ministry and so forth. And I got a job closer to home. But uh, I remember how the Lord would just speak to me over and over. Like, I'm not going to leave you there, but I want you to bless this man. Took me a while. Does it take a while for you? Are you there instantly? Anybody got the instant mashed potatoes? <laughs> uh, s some people you can do that with. You know, you can roll the care off, but a lot of times it will stay with you. This is what the book goes in to, that it will say, um, you, you can be complimented all day long, and then you're getting ready to leave, maybe church, maybe your car, maybe a restaurant. And somebody can say a negative word. And that negative word will roll around in your head, maybe sometimes for hours. It happens to me, and I have to throw it off. Maybe it doesn't happen to you. I'm not categorizing everybody. But it's possible that those neg the negative word that was spoken negates everything good that you were already thinking about. And that's, that's, that comes straight from the enemy. He's trying to mess us up and cause us to turn to the negative instead of saying, I'm going to be a blesser. Well, uh, also, uh, tell them what we did today. And we've been talking about it for a long time. So we went around our neighborhood. 
Yeah, we. Uh, I, I had the idea, and I thought it was a really good idea. Uh, we went, and all of our near neighbors, uh, we anointed their mailboxes, and spoke blessing over the the people that live there, bless their finances, bless their physical condition, you know, their mental makeup, and then we'd go to the next family, and we'd speak over them, and just so. God's word will not return void. Yeah, and we've got a, we've got a few more mailboxes we're going to hit up. Has anybody ever done that in your neighborhood? We call it prayer walking. You know, you can prayer walk and just speak over your neighborhood. But we purposely did that and put oil on the mailboxes. You know, I didn't pour a whole jug up and just kind of did it on the sides. But um, And then I stood in front of this neighbor's house, and I said, Lord, truly, he's, he's brought me a long way. Now, this has been almost a whole year that just terrible mess has been going on with her. And um, we've, never, we've never confronted her with anything. It's just the things that she has done to us. And uh, you know how the public street in front of you is public domain? And then she runs out and tells everybody, get off the property. It's, it's not on your property. It's in the street, you know, like a worker's truck or somebody visiting us or just so territorial with every, every issue. But uh, just imagine the unhappiness with people like that. They obviously are very, very unhappy because they're under such control. But that's neither here nor there with me. I've got to bless this lady. And I have been actively blessing her and all the gunk I had down in me. You ever had gunk? <laughs> it's, it's really gone. Because the Lord told me, I kept saying, I, I told the congregation this some months ago. Oh, God, I just she's so difficult. I don't know who is ever going to be able to lead her to the Lord. And he said, you are. <laughs> okay. But, you know, this is your assignment in life with your family, your neighbors, uh, co-workers, bosses. Sometimes you have to leave bosses. Sometimes, um, you know, children, parents, mothers, brothers, sisters, Fathers, sometimes they have to separate from one another if they've got true heaviness and mess on them. But we all want to bless the situation so God can turn it for good. Amen? All right, let's start with one number one. And uh, I'll give you the answer to the next one so you can t speak about that. There is tremendous power in blessing others. We can face each day with a joy in our hearts to bless others. Instead of cursing with our words, we bless people, things, jobs, circumstances, family, neighbors, etc. What does Proverbs 10.22 mean to you? We got it up. The blessing of the Lord. I want you to read it with me, everybody together. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. So that blessing of the Lord, it makes us rich in our spirit. It makes us rich in our going and our coming. Uh, I don't believe it's talking about financial blessings. It's talking about the richness of our lives. Our lives can be rich and full of good for other people. Um, I don't do it often, but... A few weeks ago, I stopped. It was such a hot day, and this lady was, you know, carrying her groceries up this hill. And I said, 
uh, come on, hop in. I'll take you to what? What? I said, yeah, I'll just take you up the hill. Don't you live up to your kind of your apartment? Yeah, I live about a mile up there. I said, well, just hop in. It's a very hot day. Oh, thank you so much. So we just had short, um, you know, conversation, and I was able to bless her. But you know, that's like uh, remember there was a movie like Paying It Forward, and we're gonna have the blessings of the Lord come and overtake us because. We are blessing seekers. When we seek God's blessing as the ultimate in our life, we are throwing ourselves into the river of God's will, his power and his purpose. It's the, blood. It's the blessing of Abraham that we receive when we bless. In Christ, we have already received it. The it is the blessing of Abraham. Um. Yes, this blessing of, of Abraham is very real, and it opens us up to the incredible riches of, of our God. Um, I remember in the early days of my ministry at uh, Word of Faith in New Orleans, uh, I had to, I had a, an evening appointment with this fellow and uh, his wife. They, they didn't go to the church, but they heard about it. God was really moving. We were seeing all kinds of signs and wonders at the time. And so uh, uh, this fellow comes in the, the door of my office, and he literally filled the whole door. And he wasn't a fat guy. He was just a giant man. He was about 6'5", 300 and some pounds. And he was an interior lineman for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And he also could alternate at defensive end. His name was Brian Schweda. And so this guy came in. He didn't, he didn't know God from a man on the moon. And uh, a lot of times you, you're going to get people. How many know that the Lord will take people right where they are? And he expects us to be able to do the same thing. And so uh, I began to tell him about the love of God and how God loved him. He said, I'm, I'm really in desperate shape. He said, uh, um, my contract's coming up, and he said, I owe so much money, and I think he was, what was it, 100000 100000 in debt. And um, he didn't know how he was going to pay it back and all this kind of thing. So we began to talk, and uh, I said, uh, you know, the Father, God, really loves you. Are, are you willing to surrender your life to Jesus? Because I said, he's about ready to do a miracle for you. He said, well, that's why I'm here, man, you know. So he said the sinner's prayer, he and his wife, and then we spoke blessing over him. And uh, when you speak the blessing of God over a person, you don't necessarily know how specifically he's going to move. And we wanted to see this guy freed up financially. Well, he calls back a day or so later. I forget the, the details of it, but he was immediately uh, freed up from his debt. And he was able to uh, to walk with no debts, no financial debts, and just the knowledge that God really did. God was very real, and he really loved him, and he was as good as his word. How many know all of you can do the same thing? God will put you in a situation where you will have the opportunity to tap into the blessings. All right, uh, so you can hear the voice of the Lord 
uh, when he's speaking to you to bless people, but first we have to deal with our own negative emotions. We all know that. And then we listen for the still, small voice. All right, here's the way Holy Spirit speaks to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lord, I heard what you said. And then I'll kind of brush it off, you know, a few hours later. And then and it gets a little <laughs> more like a finger, you know, poking me on the shoulder. Okay, Lord, I've got it. I'll go ahead and do what he's asked me to do, and it'll be the, it'll be the right timing for it. But we have to listen to that still, small voice, and we can move into the glory of God because God's voice will bring joy into the situation. You know, you got some downers. You need to think about the joy of the Lord because the downer is the negative, whatever that situation is. We've um, uh, a major thing with pastors, and it's been a major thing with Dave and Ina. People come and go all the time, and we want them to stay, but they just go. We could have this place filled. Other pastors say the same thing, but, you know, you can't control people. You have to release them in blessing That's right. and say, Lord, whatever their assignment is in life, we bless them in the name of Jesus. But, you know, it's a tough one to have the joy of the Lord all the time with that, but we have to do what? We have to get an adjustment in the Holy Spirit to say it is our assignment in life to bless people. And I will tell you, I am so set on this book, and you have total permission to correct me at any time. I know some of you will enjoy doing that, and that's okay. <laughs> Brenda, you're laughing too much. Um, but anyways, uh, when we inquire of the Lord and he speaks to us to do something, then it turns to be a joy. Not at first, but you're like, okay, I got to think this thing through, but I'm not going to think, I'm not going to think into it too much, but I'm going to do what the Lord has directed me to do, and I am going to bless people. God's voice will feed and gather and carry us, but it will also, it'll lead us. The direction of the Holy Spirit as we tune into him, to Holy Spirit is to lead us through yeah. situations, to guide us. And as we tune into him, he will truly show us what to do. All right, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. I want us to read this together. Christ has, has redeemed, redeemed us, us from, from the, the curse, curse of the, of the law, law by becoming a curse, curse for, for us. us. For it, it is, is written, written cursed is, is everyone who's, who's hung on a pole. pole. He redeemed, he redeemed us, us in order, order that the blessing, blessing given to Abraham, Abraham might be given to the Gentiles and that Christ we might Jesus. receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Mine's a little different here, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So we know that we have been redeemed from the curse. So in this book, it says it, and, I, and we agree with it. Instead of uh, telling other people, oh, God... Just praise you, Jesus. Go get them, God. Go get them. Get them. You know, I've done it. <laughs> I don't do it anymore, but I've done it. And that's being honest. So, you know, you know it's like God's going to weigh the balance, you know. It's going to turn in my favor. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just amazing how this book has opened up my heart and my mind and my spirit and my soul to know that I am a blesser. You yes. are a blesser. Yes. Our words are so powerful that it can change circumstance, which you know. 
Number three, when God blesses, he multiplies the effect. When we bless others, we get the same results. So he will multiply anything that you have faith to reach out and to bless others with. He's going to multiply that unto you. All right, Versi, I'm going to call on you first. And for those that did not hear this on a Wednesday night, I want you to repeat this again about how you went and blessed, and it turned a negative into a positive situation. Yes. um, I have an aunt that has always been at odds with me my whole life. And so she really showed out when my daddy got sick and passed away and um, told me not to come back to her her property ever again. She called the police. So that was in 2019. And so we parted bad. And um, I just, ugh, it was just like all that from way back was just, you know, always coming to the front with her, you know. And so I vowed I wasn't going back to her house. If she didn't want me there, I wasn't going. And I'm saved. She she says she's saved. So I said, Lord, I said, this is just ridiculous. So it's been, what, four years well, it will be four years in September when she did that. And so teaching and everything went forth. And um, Pastor Anna had, you know, over the years, had said, you know, you're going to have to get it right with your auntie, you know. And I said, I know. But I didn't want to do it because it wasn't, wasn't right. It didn't feel right. But this year. Not too long ago, um, April, May, um, the Lord really started dealing with me about it. And then Pastor Tim um, Revelay did a teaching on the heart. Hey. So I said, I know I got to get this right in my heart, Lord, because <laughs> this is not going to permit me into heaven, having this against her. We said, when you know somebody has a all against you, go to them. Make it right. So anyway, Mother's Day rolled around and all, and her birthday was in June like mine. And I was planning on doing it for her birthday, and I said, well, Lord, what should I get her? And he, you know, the teaching was sometimes bless your enemy. Bless them. So I said, okay. So Lord gave me an idea of what to give her. And um, so I went to her. And on the day the Lord had me to go, I, I bought the bought it online. And the day that I bought it, this is awesome, y'all. The day that I bought it and the exact amount that I paid for the gift, I was blessed back with it on the same day. Wow. So I said, okay, Lord, you you did this thing. Okay. So I went to her, and I kept trying to get somebody to go with me. I want my daughter to be a witness, my cousin to be a witness, and all this. But the word said, you alone, you only go to them. So I said, okay. So I went. I didn't have no fear in me. You know, I, I pushed fear back, period. And I said, I'm going to do this whether she take it or not. When she came to the door, 
I said, I don't need to come in your house if you don't want me in there. I said, but I need to get this right with you. And so she listened to me for about a minute, and she said, come on in the house. So we come on in the house, and she said, you know the Lord, you, she said, you know you've been on my mind for the last two weeks. And I said, well, I don't want nothing. I don't want to itemize nothing because we know it goes way back. I don't know why, but I want it over with today. I want you to forgive me, and and you and and I forgive you, and be done with it. So we sat there and had a good conversation for about forty-five minutes, and I got up and left. So God Amen. set the atmosphere and yes. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Good word. So maybe you can give us an update you know, at some point. But, you know, you brought peace, and that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to bring peace into other people's lives. Uh, she did not have the ability to do that, but you had the assignment to do that, and that's what, that's what makes the difference. When God gives you the assignment, he will give you the grace. That's right. Listen to this about Jacob in this book. Although some of us can relate to Jacob and his need to find favor with man, there are many times when we relate more to Esau it is no secret that the enemy waits to assault us when we're in a vulnerable time or position to steal our birthright or our position of blessing. There are times when we are low in our faith, hurting or susceptible to temptation, moments when we're too busy or too distracted or too weak to care or even pay attention. Yet some of us falter to this strategy. Before we know it, we've been moved off the blessing and drawn into the cursing. God becomes the enemy and the source of our pain and we begin to rage against him. Evidently, our society manifests its position of anger, antichrist, anti-Semitism, banning prayer in school, pro-abortion, legislation, and others like that. You know, this is, of course, what's going on in this crazy world. You know, it's going to get worse. Somebody's got to stop and bless. Somebody's got to stop all the craziness, and we are going to bless like Jesus yes. told us. He's, if, if, if Jesus can bless this whole world and they crucified him and hung him on a cruel cross, I know that I can do the assignment that he's asked me to do in life. Amen. And that's what I encourage you, encourage you with tonight too. Amen? Amen. All right, you read Hebrews and then do number four. Uh, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. So we say here, if we are in Christ, we are already blessed with every spiritual blessing. The fill-in is the source is the Holy Spirit. Tell a person next to you, you are already blessed through the Holy Spirit. The blessing is already ours. We just need to take it. We need to take it more and more. And as you bless and as you put Jesus, I've always said we put like... um. I'm, I'm standing in front of you, and here's, here's um, Jesus, and I'm standing here, but Jesus will stand in between you and that person, and he says, go ahead and do it. I'm going to bless you as a result. I'm going to take care of everything else. I will balance the weights. If there's any judgment to be brought forth, I'm going to do the judging and not you. And unfortunately, that's where we get into Christians, and we get into job situations, and of course the neighbors and families and so forth. 
that we try to take things into our own hands. I've done it. Have you done it? Try to, you know, I'm going to make this thing square, and I'm going to tell them how, how things are. I'm going to tell them, you know. It was all wrong. I did it the wrong way, but I'm going to do it the right way. I've been, I tell you, this, this, is, this has really been an amazing uh, teaching tool uh, for us. Yeah, I had intended to say this, but Holy Spirit brought it to my attention. Hadn't thought about it. Uh, I know it's the Lord. We had a next-door neighbor uh, in our uh, neighborhood in New Orleans, and uh, very, very touchy about parking near him, being on his property, you know, even for a short time. And uh, I remember Ina told me, she said, we had, we were putting an addition onto the house, and so we had this guy that was coming. He was, he was going to put the roof on, and apparently he had turned around in this guy's driveway. Turned around. I don't think he got in his grass or anything like that. And uh, she, he, he came running over demanding to talk to me. And so Ina said, I just want to give you a heads up that this guy was in a rage, so get ready. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking... Do I want to go home right now? You know, I, I don't think so. But it was the end of the day. I get home. Boom, the guy comes over, gets in my face. You know, if that blankety-blank guy comes on my property and turns around on my property, I'm, I've got a shotgun. I'm going to go, go blow him out of the, his cab and all this kind of thing. So I said, sir, we'll take care of it. Initially, I wanted to talk back to him. How many know that old man likes to ri- rise up? That old man wanted to sucker punch him. I mean, I'm just being honest with you, all right? Come on, man, all you get, uh, seriously. But how many know that's a no-no? You can't do that. Tell your neighbor, you can't do that. You can't do that and please God. You have to suck it up. So I, I, I looked at the guy and I said, you know, sir, I'm so sorry this, this happened and won't happen again. And I've already called the man and uh, you, you, you should be fine. And uh, so rather than argue with him or fight with him, I agreed with him. The Bible says, agree with your adversary while you're in the way with him, lest he turn you over to the jailer. So I agreed with this guy. And uh, then he started to soften up, calm down. And then he he started to apologize for his attitude, you know. And... uh, so I'm I'm sitting there looking at him all cherubic, you know, and just. But that man, because I chose that the way to respond, uh, we didn't have any more issues in that area, but we we saw we saw the problem God's way. A year later, his wife came to see me, and said, "My husband's in the hospital; he has cancer." He's asking for you to come and pray for him. So I was able to come and pray for him, lead him to Christ. So what I'm saying is, you know, I mean, uh, we do it God's way, and it'll it'll work for you. Yeah, yeah, amen. So uh, I know we're we're all hearing this lesson and knowing that perhaps you need to make some things right. I'll I'll give you a laugh real quick from Melinda Fish because said God was dealing with her some with her for some stuff years ago and she's in prayer and all that and he's speaking Melinda and all that she's oh I rebuke that in Jesus name <laughs> you know because our flesh doesn't like this 
and then I would uh, be arguing with the Lord, you know. Uh, do I have to go back, Lord? Do I have to? Yeah, you've got to go back. Well, maybe, maybe it's not this week. Maybe it'll be. No, you need to go back right away. So as quick as you can, you need to make things right with people. Because yes. the more yep. you hang on to it, the more it festers. You know what a fester is? Because I've been trained in medical, all that, and got this big horrible thing, and it's got infection and all this gunk in it. And you don't want that in life. Life is too short. Yeah. It is. Life is too short. And I am determined as never before. I don't want to ever hurt anybody's feelings. But, you know, I ain't perfect. I'm trying. And I'm doing good. But I didn't say I was perfect. But I am going to follow the Lord, and I'm going to do everything that he asked me to do. I remember uh, Mary Lee Mears, wonderful woman of God, Virgil's mom, and led John, led with John in their wonderful uh, planting of that church in Washington, D.C. all those years ago. And then Janie was asking her some questions. Well, Mom, you need to do this. She was already bedfast, you know. She says, no, I don't. I've done everything the Lord has asked me to do, and I'm ready to go home to meet him. And that's, that's what I want to be saying. Lord, I've done everything you've asked me to do, and it doesn't matter about my flesh. Ouch, ouch, it'll always pinch. Can't take that away from you. Now, I'm going to give you a quick one, and then I wanted to ask Veronica to share something because we're going to finish this up. We'll finish it all. Um, this is a memorial. Do you have memorials in your life? I call a memorial. This is, this is the way the Lord deals with me. Had hurts, wounds, you know, javelins stuck into my heart, and just it's just there. Big old, big old sword, you know. A javelin is like a sword that you throw. It's a long pole. Um, but you can't stay there because it makes you bitter, and you're going to miss out on the things of the Lord and so forth. So this memorial is about my daddy. My daddy's in heaven, and uh, this I'm not telling you this like to put my dad down, but I'm showing you how God changed things. So my brother, when he left home, my dad beat him so much. We lived in an awful home environment. And he told mother when he graduated from high school, the next day he said, I'll never come back. And she said, but son, you'll come back to see me. I don't know, Mom. I don't know. But the weeks went on, and he said, Mom, I will come back to see you. And um, so somehow, you know, he got it together. And he, was, he, he, he ended up in um, electrical engineering. He was, just had a brilliant mind and got, got the loan for college and went off and so forth. And then so we took him to one of these seminars that, that we had been to. And it was... Um, it was an amazing one that talked about um, bitter root judgments. Anybody heard about bitter root judgments? You know, because if you're so bitter, and um, I mean, can I pick on, I'll pick on Rilla. All right, if, if she and I are so bitter towards each other, and I will not let go of it, I become the judgment. I'll become just as bitter as she is towards me and me towards her. And the judgment really comes back on. You don't want it to boomerang back on. You want the blessings to boomerang. When you send the blessings out, the blessings boomerang back on you. Amen? So then, uh, you know, fast forward for years. Now my brother's out of college. And so he'd come to visit us in New Orleans. And we said, we're going to pay for this. We want you to go to this seminar. It's about bitter root judgments, all that. He went. He was just blown away for, with it. Then he told us the ultimate. He was going to go home. And he was going to confront Daddy, but in, in, in the way that we were told, you know. 
you find something kind to say and say, Dad, I thank you that you did provide a home for me, and I thank you that we had food on the table. You know, we had, sometimes you just got to say the simple things in life because you can have such difficulties. And so he made out a list of thankfulness and all that. And my brother in those days was even more handsome than, um, what's that, um, is it Richard Hamilton? Some movie star. He was, my brother was tall and good looking, and he came in uh, on the weekend, and he, he, he was doing well in life. He came driving in on a Corv with a Corvette he had bought. But then he goes on the back porch, and he told all of us, don't come now. I'm going to be talking to Daddy. And he didn't tell us. So my big brother, my good-looking, wonderful Christian brother by that time, he'd come back to the Lord. And he got down on his knees in front of Daddy and said, Daddy, I ask you to forgive me for not being grateful for some things. And he named a few good things in life. And that's what he didn't want that judgment. He had, he had already gone through a lot of bitter root judgments because he had become the judgment, like my dad, womanizer, heavy drinker, party man, so forth. And my brother had repented of all that. So as he knelt there and asked forgiveness, my daddy kicked him in the face. And he left like that. He got up, and then, you know, he stayed for a few minutes, and then he left. But... The Lord began to deal with my unsaved daddy. Uh, I don't know if it was ever forgiven like it should have been. Like my dad didn't really say the words. But he did come to the Lord. And, you know, here, here the Lord deals with me and Dave because we know so much of the word. My dad didn't know a lot of the word. But the Lord would still deal with him on a lot of different levels. And my dad did receive the Lord. And we know that he's in heaven. He's, in the, he's probably in the classroom in heaven learning a lot. But as, as months rolled on, my daddy softened towards my brother. Uh, why is this? You know, he was the only male in our family. And my daddy rejected him. And then we said, well, it must be from abuse from my, my daddy when he was younger, you know. And all these things come up, and you don't deal with them, and you get bitterness and so forth. But my brother made it right, and as the years rolled on, they became wonderful friends. Wonderful friends. But it was my brother's assignment yeah. to make it right. right. So you're understanding about the blessing of others, right? It's not always the easy road, but it's a blessing. It's a road of blessing. Yeah, you want to share with us real quick? Well, um, the power of the blessing, I actually was given this beautiful gift of being taught about it at a young age. And... Uh, I had a high school teacher. His name was Frank Adams, and he introduced me to uh, Bill Gothard's ministry. Bill Gothard has a book called The Power of Spoken Blessing. And so this high school teacher took me to two conferences in the 11th and 12th grade and paid for the conference and everything just to change my life. I had grown up in a profoundly abusive household with my father uh, being abusive physically and verbally and so forth. But the Lord saved me at age seven. And so he, God exposed me to the person who needed to come along and bless my life to break the strongholds of abuse from off of my life 
to give me God's uh, love and uh, acceptance and the embracing that only the Holy Spirit can give you. And so this high school teacher would pick me up from the projects and feed me and carry me to this conference. And at that conference, the Lord taught me all about the blessing. And so I began to practice the principle of a soft answer turns away wrath. And so when my parents would be abusive towards me, I would never talk back to them. I had always been that way. Thank you, Jesus, that the Lord put, put that inside of me to honor my parents despite everything. But when that teacher gave me this key teaching of the blessing, I went to my father who had been abusive and I said, Daddy, I need you to bless me. And my daddy blessed me. And then when I met my husband, I said, I told my dad that when I meet the man that I will marry, that I'll have him come to him and ask for my hand in marriage so that my dad could bless us in marriage. And so my husband said, sure, I'll do that. He went to my father and then my father blessed our marriage. And then on my side of the family, we're the only ones who have not experienced divorce. That's the power of the blessing. Powerful. All right, Lorraine, you have one, a negative to a positive. In, I think it was 1986, I was promoted from within to a position, and um, the uh, unit that I went into, um, I was not welcomed, and I was treated very badly. And I've shared this before, but one of the things that happened, I had put in for vacation prior to my move, and when I came back from vacation, they had removed all of the good furniture from my office and put broken furniture there. Um, anyway, fast forward, um, maybe six, seven years. Um, uh, I, I endured a lot. Um, I had a supervisor who did not want to meet with me for weekly supervision, um, who um, barely talked to me, and I was expected to do a job. Um, and during that time, I believe I, I, I came to know the Holy Spirit. And I would be in my supervision, and I would be praying, you know, to myself, you know, within myself. And God told me to bless this woman. He even told me one time that I needed to bring flowers to her. And I thought, you want me to do what? <laughs> um, and just kept saying, you know, show kindness. And um, I was obedient to the, to the Lord to the degree that I was allowed to be obedient. And what happened was this woman and another coworker got into um, some difficulty. And I remember making a decision that even though I didn't support their behavior, I was going to support them because we, were, we had become a cohesive unit. When my supervisor resigned her position, I was made supervisor in her position. So she handed that mantle to me. 
And we did um, a recording for her, each employee. And there we were really small. I think there were eight of us. Uh, we did a, a, a what is it called? A v VCR? Is that the cat? We did a, um, a thing for her. We, you know, we did, what do you do? Roast? You know how you roast somebody? We did things like that. And I sang to her on that recording, my friend, I give you Jesus. And um, we parted as friends. We started as enemies. But out of that blessing, God caused a friendship to occur. And then I was able to minister to her. She did not receive the Lord, but I left her that legacy of that song because she'll have that recording forever. Praise God. Okay, we got one more. Sue. Okay, when I first started learning about this teaching, I had, had a job in, in a family clinic. And uh, we had 10 doctors in the clinic, and so there was a constant flow of patients coming in. And um, they hired me as a receptionist. So um, we had multiple receptionists, at least two. I was receptionist number one, and then there was another gal who was receptionist number two, always. And she had seniority over me, even though she was not my supervisor, but she let me know every day that she had seniority over me. And um, she tried to get me in trouble, and she just hassled me all the time. And um, the Lord said to me, okay, I want you to start blessing her. And I said, Lord, <laughs> I don't want to bless her. I don't like her. She's mean. And he you know, starts working on your heart, like you were saying, Ina. And um, so I said, okay. So I started blessing her, speaking peace over her, and may the goodness of God overtake you. And so within a short time, she started treating me decently and, and being nice to me. Well, because she had a reputation at the um, clinic. Nobody wanted to work with her. And, um, but, and the doctors didn't even like her. Um, but they kept her because they couldn't keep a reception, receptionist in the clinic. So the reason they couldn't keep receptionists in the clinic was that the patients would come in and they would yell and scream and swear at the patients, which that's what they were doing to me. And one of the patients threatened to hit me. And because um, I was asking for them to fill out paperwork and wanting their insurance card, but... Anyway, so I was bellyaching about this to one of my friends who I had shared about the power of blessing. And she said, I know, Sue, why don't you bless the patients? <laughs> I thought, oh, novel idea. And so uh, the Holy Spirit told me, don't wait for the patients to come in and stand in front of you to bless them. Bless them as they're driving in the parking lot before they get in the building. So I started blessing them. And pretty soon they would come up to me and they'd smile. They were friendly, thanking me for helping them. Say, oh, I like your earrings or, you know, it's just being really nice. And then all the mean patients were going over to receptionist number two. <laughs> but the Lord blessed me with that because I felt like he opened the door because I was blessing. I put the ball in his court and uh, by doing that, and as a result, um, a new doctor came to town, and he opened a clinic, and he wanted to, 
he needed employees and somebody, I didn't know anything about this, somebody recommended me to him. And so they called me. I went and got the job and he's the doctor that brought me here to North Carolina, Dr. Gerard. So I was blessed. <laughs> yeah. And um, Duke came with you to church, which was, uh, you didn't know he was going to like it or not, and he loved it. And he met the Lord here. So hallelujah. So her husband Duke is in heaven. Amen, amen. amen. All right, um, on Ephesians 1, 1 and 13, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places of Christ. We've already talked about that. We're already blessed. Number five, we should not be cursing others with our words. We should be blessing. Negative words have tremendous power, and they need to stop coming out of our mouths. We control the rudder, the tongue, that guides the ship of our souls into safe harbor. I love to talk about ships when we're talking about uh, our lives and how God leads us, but we have to watch what we're saying. Number six, there is a lesson uh, in a book written years ago. Uh, years ago, uh, who has ever heard of that? Yeah, hung by the tongue, a little small book, and and you're reading it like, oh boy, oh boy, it's an eye opener. So how many times have we regretted saying wrong things and actually cursing instead of blessing? We've already been over that. It's not an easy road to change. And this is what the Lord told me years ago. But change is here to stay for me. So from glory to glory, he's changing. He's always changing us. It's good. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing that he changes us. And then you must get this book, The Power of blessing by Pastor Kerry Kirkwood. All right, you do number seven. God gives us the ability to break the silence with people. Don't wait until they speak. Uh, till they speak, you speak to them and pronounce blessings. We can release the heart of God over the over others. We may not know what to say, but the Holy Spirit will know. Yield yourself and be surprised. That's what I like to say. God surprises in life. Amen. Number eight, worship and praise softens us. Now, this is why worship and praise is so good. Yeah. And it's so important to start service with worship and praise because it softens and relaxes you in the Holy Spirit. And we honor God through our worship. The same with blessing others. Break the silence and the words will be seeds that break the earth as they fall and are planted. And I just want to read this definition of fallow, a fallow ground, where it says that in Hosea and Jeremiah, break up your fallow ground. Do not sow your seed among thorns. This means that we're breaking off evil habits and cleaning up our hearts um, of weeds in order that they may be prepared for the seed of righteousness. I know all about weeds because of a garden. I like to work in my garden. And the weeds can come up, and there'll be roots on a weed that you have never seen on a vegetable plant. Amen? Also, how do you break up fallow ground? you got to remove the stumps, maybe chop down some trees, you know, that have had deep roots in a situation. we got to break up the hardness. A plow of some kind to till is needed to open up the ground. we got to dislodge the larger rocks. we got to gather the thorns and burn them. Because we've got to sow good seeds. Amen? Amen. 
So uh, number, uh, let's see, number nine, we can curse with our words, meaning negative ones, sarcastic. You just wait and God's going to get you. No, that's not the way to do it. Number 10, Pastor Kirkwood states, when blessings, when blessing is sown into the heart of another, it causes the tree of life to take root and begin to crowd out the generational roots of cursing. This seed of blessing we carry inside of us is DNA that cannot be corrupted. One who learns to bless and to bless often exchanges a life of resistance for one of what? Favor. And we know that we all want the favor of the Lord to fall on us as never before. All right, you read number 12. Blessing is the dripping of water onto a stone until it gives way to the will of God. If the brook had no stones, there would be no song. So, you know, we just have water running around. But, you know, the brook has a wonderful song, doesn't it? Love to be up in the mountains. Uh, Ronnie and Roseanne talk about that, and Tim and Paula talk about that. As we all go to the mountains and feel um, the wonderful nature around us and see the streams and all of the water brook and the song that it makes. Uh, we're going to make a declaration. I just wanted to remind you that in, in the Bible... Bless is mentioned 127 times. Blessed is found 302 times. Blessing is found 67 times. I think we got it, right? We've got it, Lord. So let's all stand and make the declaration right now. And let's all read together. Amen? Are you ready? And you're going to say this to whatever situation, but we say it to ourselves first, okay? I bless you today... By the heart and power of the Holy Spirit, I release upon you God's goodness and favor. I release upon you the oil of joy. I release upon you the presence of God so that from the wells of salvation you will draw water from your thirst in life. May the Father's good pleasure be upon you, for he delights in you and desires you. Old things are passed away. I speak, I speak to, to others to walk in the newness of life and the revelation of what shall be because of the future and hope that lies before you. I release you to walk in the fullness and prosperity of God. You are a victor, not a victim. I will show forth loving kindness and his mercy. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this, and this is only just begin. This thing can just, you could just speak on this for so many, many different hours of the day. All right, Brother Tim, come on up, and let's get in a circle. Thank you so much for coming out, and thank you for hearing the word of the Lord.